Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Brain Geekage podcast. My name is Joshua Cox. I am Brent Tisdale. And uh, this is episode 10 of our little little show here. Brent, that's a nice shirt, man. That's a nicer shirt. It is a nicer <laughs> shirt. I'm, I'm not going to brag or anything, <laughs> but it is a nicer shirt. I got this shirt last night. Did you know where I was last night, Brent? Uh, I, you're going to have to tell us. I was in San Antonio. Uh, to see Primus and Tool. Yeah? And, yeah. and Three Teeth. Yeah, and Three Teeth. But, uh, yeah, Tool was playing at AT&T Center uh, with Three Teeth and Primus opening up for him. And I'll never miss an opportunity to see Primus, except for tonight, where they played. Again, yeah. <laughs> but I already bought, t- you know what, we've already been over the, yeah, yeah. the whole ticket, ticket fiasco thing. for that. Uh, But, man, it was a killer fucking show. Was it? Yeah, it was. I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. Yeah, no, you weren't. <laughs> and I won't be there tonight either. I took so I took or a little bit of vi- I took a little bit of video, but you know it's practically worthless. I was in the last row. Yeah, I, I was you were literally in the last. row. <laughs> you could like touch the wall. I was on the wall. On the, the wall. Yeah, it was. I mean, hey, I was there though. Yeah, I remember one time I I got really crappy seats at the dome, the Astrodome, back when yeah. it, that was still a thing. And we were sitting so the far. The Astrodome's up. still a thing. It's well, just no, I mean, whenever it was still a venue. <laughs> yeah, uh, they uh, just you know nothing happened. Yeah, <laughs> nothing happens dust. to it. It's just there. It's not a parking lot or nothing. It's just a big eyesore. But yeah, it, eyesore. Come on. No, okay. I love the dome, but they have st- stripped it of all of its parts. If you go by and drive by it, they have ruined it. It doesn't. That even, is true. It looks awful right now. I would love them to turn it into some kind of like museum-y kind of fucking thing. Yeah, something. But yeah, I was I was in I think I was at a baseball game, but I w- our seats were so bad you could like touch this corner of the ceiling. <laughs> it was just bad. Uh, the right up above us were the the uh the little glass whatever they are. The special seats. Clink clink clink. You know, the, the box seats, the big box seats, were behind us. You know the ones where people like rent a room and shit. Ah, uh, yeah, they were I like, thought those were more towards the middle. Um, they it's have been some. A long t- it's been a long time since I've been in the dome. Yeah, they had some box it's been seats a long time down. Since anybody's but, really been in the dome. Yeah, I know. But they they had like these shadow boxes up at the top where people could like stay in there, and it was like comfortable and had big giant TVs even back in the eighties. Man, so uh, I I posted a picture of this on Facebook. But the crowd, as of, uh, instead of a line, it wasn't a line to the merch booth. It was a crowd, just a swarm of people at the merch booth for wow. Tool and Primus. Yeah, I saw the and, photo. Uh, it was ridiculously long. Like, the picture that we took didn't even do justice to it. Because yeah, at figured. that point, we'd been in line for, like, 15 minutes. And we were already, like, pretty close to the front. Dude. Uh, that being said... <sighs> From when we got in line to when we got to the front to get our merch, this lovely shirt that I'm wearing right now, uh, it was about 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah, 30 minutes in a merch line kind of sucks. Yeah, it Especially does. whenever one of the bands is on stage. Three Teeth was already on stage. They were giving us the uh, you know standing in the merch line soundtrack. <laughs> so we get our shit, right? Uh, she got a shirt. She got a tool shirt. I got a tool shirt. Uh, I was really torn. This is another thing that sucked. Uh, so you have Tool and Primus on tour together, right? Right, right, right. Uh, they did not have anything. They didn't have anything, shirt, poster, nothing, that had both bands build on it. They didn't have Hmm. a tour shirt 
with both bands on it, and they didn't have tour posters with both bands on it. It was as if both bands were playing the same venue separately. But at the same time. On the same night. Yeah. <laughs> Just one after the other. Like, Primus had their own, like, poster for the night. Tool had their own poster for the night. Neat. And Primus Weird, had their but... own 2016 tour shirt. Uh, and Tool, likewise, had their own 2016 tool I, shirts. I think it's billed as a double um, header. Headliner. It's not even, though. It's not? It's it's Primus opening for Tool. Because huh. Primus, Primus only played seven songs, if I remember correctly. Wow, we've played more yeah, than that at a gig. Very small, very small, you know, Primus set. Very good Primus set. I yeah. absolutely love watching Primus play. This is my fifth time. They actually did play. Uh, they played Southbound Pachyderm. Cool. Uh, it's my fifth time seeing Primus. Uh, never gets old. Yeah. How was it sitting that far back? Uh, Definitely new. This is definitely the furthest. A, okay, so A, it's the furthest I've ever been from Primus. Right. Uh, B, it's the biggest venue I've ever seen Primus in. Hmm. So, you know, usually whenever I see Primus, it's at uh, Bayou Music Center, now Revention Music Center. Uh, the only time I ha- I've seen them out of town was at the Moody Theater in Austin, and that's a pretty comparable venue right. to, to Bayou Music Center. Even then, uh, I would say Moody Theater is probably a little smaller even. Um, so, you know, to see Primus at AT&T Center in San Antonio, which is comparable, I guess, to Toyota Center here in Houston, uh, man, it's just, it's so bizarre, you know, especially that far back. Um, and we were on the side of the stage, so we, we had a decent-ish view for being in the last row. Right. But, I mean, there's only so much that you can see. Yeah, you know. ants with tiny little fake instruments from that distance. Yeah, it was certainly interesting, you know, hearing and watching them from that far back, but I, not a not a whole lot visually. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would like to see Primus in like a little club size. You know, like not aerial theater, but more like a, a where do we see periphery? Um. The Blue oh. House of Blues. Yeah, we saw them. I'd like House to see. Blues. I'd like to Les see. Les Claypool, it. whenever he was doing uh, some side project stuff, he would play House of Blues. Yeah, I'd love to see them in the venue that size because I think they would translate really well I'm there. Pretty sure Claypool's Fancy Band did uh, House of Blues. Whenever I was first starting to go to concerts, I was, I don't know, le- sixteen, and yeah. uh, my uh, my uh, cousin's uh, boyfriend at the time. Also, husband now, but at the time that he was still boy- boyfriend, you know what I mean. But <laughs> but uh, he took me to a venue where they had played the night before to see a totally different band. But I would have loved to seen him at that, and I can't even think of the name of the band. It's off of nineteen the place. It's, I don't even know if it's even still there there, but that anymore. But yeah, uh, I would love to see him in a little tiny place like that. I think they would yeah. do really well for the audience participation part of it. I think I think Primus. Is pretty much like Revenge and Music Center. That's that's where they're at. Yeah, I would say you know as far as a band goes, not too big of a venue, but not too small of a venue. Um, that being said, I I really don't like. It's so weird seeing them in a at the AT and T Center, basically a basketball stadium. Yeah. Uh, 
because we're looking down at the floor and it's seated it seats right down on the floor there's no pit they didn't even section off part of the front area for a pit it was just seated all the way up to the front like it's weird to watch a primus show with no mosh pit yeah and the same goes i guess for a tool i would expect there to be a tool mosh pit um if you saw them at like a a festival or something they probably do well yeah but tool's been an arena band for quite a while it's it's weird that you know 20 years ago it was like tool opening for primus and now you know we're yeah. here in the present and it's it's primus opening for tool uh and on such a grand scale like it's such a huge venue and tool uh, i i mean tool absolutely can draw that kind of fan base no, oh yeah no doubt and man was it a sight whenever you you see all those seats filled you know what i mean yeah because it was crazy hard to get a ticket tickets were sold out and they weren't fucking kidding <laughs> so yeah all those seats were filled yeah because oh if- my god we had the greatest like drunk guy sitting next to us <laughs> he kept like awkwardly like touching renee like not in like a you know gropey kind of way oh, yeah. but in a he's drunk and doesn't know what the fuck he's doing kind of way like he he kept getting up to like you know, get up or go get a beer, go to the bathroom, whatever the fuck he was getting up to do. And uh, he kept thinking she was, like, the armrest. <laughs> so he kept, like, pressing down on, like, her wrist, like, she had her hand on the armrest. just mm. And she's like, this motherfucker right here. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I've had my share of weird concert goers. Man, there were some, there were some, there were some interesting cats at the, the Tool and Primus show. Speaking of interesting cats at the Tolan Primus show, Maynard James Keenan's a pretty interesting cat. Yes, he is. Uh, I need to look at photographs from the actual show because, like I said, we were far back. Apparently, he was wearing riot gear. Is that what it was? Yeah, apparently. Okay. Yeah, I've seen pictures from <laughs> this, this could, tour. Yeah, because we couldn't tell what the He's, fuck it was. He never wears anything normal. No. No, he just doesn't. Like, so it looked like a gimp suit. From where we were, but at the same time, it looked really bulky. Yeah. So riot gear sounds sounds pretty pretty spot on way to describe it. It was all black. Definitely had the helmet thing going on and just black from head to toe. And uh, man, Maynard gets down. Yes, he does. He's a very th- fit guy. He uh he 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 can boogie, man. Like Maynard doesn't sing up front and center no he i sings. don't know if you know i'm de- i'm describing tool let me see oh gosh hand me that showing him a picture wow yeah yep that's that's wow that's so great and <laughs> y- you know that wasn't comfortable all night oh no absolutely not he never wears anything that looks comfortable though i've uh, <laughs> the thing if you just surf through where that that search bar right there you will see some pictures of him wearing some of the strangest stuff but yeah man that right that riot gear was certainly an interesting aesthetic uh but you know like okay so he's off to the side in the shadows he's he's off to danny carey's right Right. While playing. And uh, 
he's just getting down yes during the songs like he, he no spotlight on him or anything right right can't really see him but he's just arms a waving he, and, and I he'll swear, do a full body head bang and i swear to god dude uh okay so we do this thing with uh with david our son uh he's six months old uh so his little leggies you know they don't work <laughs> not yet they just don't, they just don't work they're not for walking or standing or nothing uh so I'll put them on my belly, right? Like he's standing and I'll like crouch him ever so slightly to where he's squatting and I'll like sway him back and forth. It's like his booty dance. He shakes, right, right, right. shakes his booty. Swear to God, Maynard James Keenan did the exact same dance, like grabbed the microphone squat and was like shaking his booty, shaking the booty. <laughs> it was yeah. so great. Um, it's, it's, I've, I've watched lots of YouTube videos of, Tool in the Perfect Circle and his uh, Pucifer. Yeah, you know, just watching YouTube videos of them playing live because I've never gotten to see them live. <laughs> the stare, uh, but uh, yeah, you should see him whenever he does a Perfect Circle because he actually does get out and do the standard lead yeah. singer thing. Yeah, but he's still weird. Now, what kind of venues does a Perfect Circle and a uh, Pucifer? Like kind of kind of tell because I can't imagine they're on the same level. See, I can't imagine they're arena bands like Tool. a Perfect Circle's done some arena stuff, but most of what I've heard recently because I I haven't like paid attention or anything. They usually wind up doing like a festivals, outdoor festivals and stuff. Yeah, but um, as far as Pucifer goes, I usually see them in like House of Blues stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, so that that'd be the larger way to, small venues. That'd be the way to to get the up close and personal. Maynard yeah. experience. And with Maynard and Pucifer, he it's a character for him, so he dresses up as different yeah. things depending upon the song they're doing. I don't know I I've, I've like I said I've just watched some of the live stuff. Yeah. And, and uh I don't know if I've seen it cut the same way it is played out live, but sometimes he'll like change clothes and stuff in the middle of Pucifer sets and stuff. Man, uh <clears throat> One of the one of the weird things about watching Tool play now, like Tool, man, they killed it. They yeah, absolutely, they yeah. absolutely killed it. And I, I forgot to tell you, they actually played Jambi too, and I oh. really love Jambi. That's a hard one too. Uh, they played a lot of cool shit, man. They played a lot of cool Tool songs that I love. They played The Grudge. They played Forty Six, uh, Forty Six and Two. Uh, they played Jambi. Um, I would have loved for a Ten Thousand Days in there, but. You know, you, you can only get so much. Evidently, uh, you can even predict Tool's <laughs> exact set list. <laughs> yeah. Because it seems like they're pl playing pretty much the same exact set list every night this tour. Because uh, Primus, you know, I, I follow Primus a lot heavier than I follow Tool. Um, and Primus's set list varies from night to night. You know? Right, right. Uh and I know there there are some bands that you know s stay strictly to the same set list, uh, and some bands that change it up. I would assume that with a catalog like Tool has, yeah, that they would change up their their set list. But evidently, they're holding tight to this this set list. I can almost guarantee that they opened with No Quarter, yeah, <laughs> tonight they did. they did, and ended with Stink Fist, huh. Yeah, I know they opened with no quarter because because a couple of the bands we played with the other night were posting that they'd gone and that was the first song they opened with. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of guys from um, 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 
Crap. What is um, um, um. What is their name? Uh, they they played the other night at, at Knotts. Um. JT Carswell. The one that didn't have their vocalist. Oh, photometric. There we go. Photometric. Yeah. Uh, photometric. Uh, the I think he's the bassist. He uh. He was up there. Couple other guys. Uh, the song that I didn't know that they played during the the encore basically was "Sweat." Oh, that's an early song. Wow, cool. But yeah, I mean, like, really, there's just not. They'll play the Grudge. They'll play Parabola. They'll play Schism, Opiate, Anima. I'm like ruining the tool set list for like anybody that's going on the tour. <laughs> <laughs> and hasn't seen it yet. Or improving it. <laughs> or improving it, yeah. Depends upon how you look at it. But I mean seriously, that's kind of that's kinda of weird, isn't it? You know, like a band like Tool. Especially for as expensive as a tool ticket is, it kinda of uh, makes me feel like and I don't want to think this about Tool. Like firstly, phenomenal musicians. Right. They played spot on I mean, and the light really i can't even stress this enough but as a visual rock performance mm -hmm. it was amazing their lights are so on point how many songs did they they do they ended up playing roundabouts 13 songs 13 songs dude they got uh four major releases a special box set with some extra crap on it yeah, and then they've got their original uh, opiate release, which is kind of hard to qualify. They played quantify. opiate, yeah, yeah, uh, and sweat I think is from opiate too. So yeah. they played two songs from that album. Um, let's see, two, four, eight, uh, yeah, I guess they played a, at least two songs from everything. Yeah, but I mean, like, well, okay, I just <clears throat> my thing is variety. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, but then again, when your tickets cost as much as theirs do, you're not going to have people going to multiple shows. You would think, but oh, I was in the merch line, yeah, and buying the fucking shirt, and the guy. Okay, you know, you're not going to have many people going. Yeah, to multiple yeah. There shows. was a guy next to me, and he's like, "Does that shirt have the tour dates and cities on it?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's well, it's got the cities on it," and he's like. All right, cool. Yeah, because I'm going to this show. You know, we're in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm also going to the Grand Prairie show. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, there are people that are doing hitting up yeah, multiple shows. There's going to be people that hit. But, but my thing is, and I haven't compared, you know, tool set. I mean, you know, this is my first tool show ever. But if I go see Tool again, separate tour, later tour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Assuming they haven't come out with any new material, is it going to be the same, you know, set list? Well, is okay. Well, speaking of what you just said there, going off of that, this isn't a new material show. No. no That's no, not what this is. This definitely is, wasn't any new material. Uh, so you you basically recognized everything they did as a hit. Basically. Yeah, but I don't want to... I don't want... But, but, I mean, that's basically what this was, though, is a, a hit show. It seems like they're running up to the, the, the to a release of the album that they've been working Maybe on. Maybe I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe I just don't dig the idea of a band like Tool, which has such a deep catalog of music. Yeah. To I put on basically a greatest hits. I am glad that, you know, I didn't have to sit through Sober, which, like, it's not not that Sober's a bad song, oh, but... Yeah, it's a good song. You know, yeah. it's... 
it's the Tool song that's also on the radio. I, you I know think, what I mean? Yeah, I think I read a thing <laughs> about Adam talking about why they didn't play that, and he didn't want to bring those batch of guitars because that's like a guitar unto of itself. <laughs> that's that's kind of funny. Yeah, it's like a special tuned guitar, and he didn't feel like bringing those. I gotta find out what kind of bass their bass players playing on because it it oh. looked pretty interesting. From yeah, as I'm, far away as I was. I will. Um, the, he does play a cool brace, uh, brand of bass, and I can't think of it now. I, is we'll it Carvin, by chance? Doesn't, no, that didn't sound right. Well, we'll uh, sound right. we can look it up, but um, yeah, uh, he does play an interesting looking bass, and it, it sounds was, wonderful. It was really hard to to see, you know, obviously from the last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it, my phone battery is like, hey, I'm low, and I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin Chancellor. I can never remember his name. I just said it. I know, but. <laughs> Uh. Anyway, um, Chancellor. I always say Chancellor, but it's Chancellor. Chancellor. I don't know why I do that. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm really hoping because I mean they do have, they do have an album in the works. I'd like this to be a lead up to that. Yeah. That yeah. that I really yeah. want to happen, and I will be uh going with you if they do that, and we're gonna do you. You and I are gonna do that together. Wall. There we go. W A L. Wall. Oh, the bass. Yeah. Yeah. They make nice basses. Yeah. Uh He also has a Music Man Stingray for 46 and 2 and a Gibson Thunderbird for Prison Sex. I uh, don't think I I like that I got to say that on a podcast in a serious context. I don't think I <laughs> saw him switch to a, a Stingray, but then I guess I'm probably wasn't paying close enough attention during 46 and 2. No, no, he does the, uh, for 46 and 2, he uses the uh, Stingray, the uh, Ernie Ball. It's a music man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I said Stingray. Uh, okay, 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 okay. okay. Yeah, I, I got mu- confused. music man Stingray. Yeah. As far as music man basses go, the, the only one that I really care for is the bongo. Have you ever seen a bongo bass? It's basically a toilet seat. <laughs> oh. It's pretty great. Oh, he also uses it for no quarter and push it. I didn't see that. It went on to say that. He 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 very mel uh, very mel very very well may have very well may have. Like I said, uh, you know it's so fucking hard to see from that far away. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so okay, so we're talking about these bands that fit into certain venues. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't. I'm not. You know, I don't like to. You know, sit and rub our own cock on our pet on our. Uh, podcast here <laughs> rub our own <laughs> cock on our pet podcast i don't rub my cock on my pet either <laughs> <laughs> i think i said pad but <laughs> but <laughs> either way uh you know i'm I'm not one to you know masturbate our own band on here you know what i'm saying yeah and um but where do you see it what kind of with our current material where do you feel we sit with our current material yeah if we where do you think we could pull off what's as big as you think we could pull off if we had a drummer, I feel like we could play, you know, Scout Bar Fitzgerald's no problem. You ever been to Fitzgerald's? Um, I don't know. Fitzgerald's pretty all right. I may have been. It's been, but it's been a long while ago. Uh, what about the Meridian? Whenever it was open, that that I'm that possibly. I'd have to go look at some of my ticket stubs. Uh, Band, clubs changed names so much back in the nineties. 
Yeah, I don't even remember what the Meridian was called after. Like, the Meridian was something before that. I think it might have been a Java Jazz. I don't remember. I don't know. The, I think, or, or maybe the Meridian was above Java Jazz. In the 90s, Houston went through so many name changes on clubs. It was the same club, hmm. but they had just screwed so many people that they changed their name and got a new business license and said, we're not them anymore. No. <laughs> it, be- it became a big thing. It eventually came to a head. And, and This is just a complete side note. But I need to put context onto the podcast. Okay. Uh, I am so fucking tired. Yes. <laughs> oh. Um. Okay. After you're done done with, with explaining Duh. why you're tired, yeah. Then you gotta tell us the story about the parking lot bitch. Yes, I do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. So my mom picked up our son. Uh around three o'clock in the afternoon yesterday okay right from then straight drive to san antonio uh we drove to san antonio got to the hotel at six six twenty ish shows at seven thirty at&t center is only 10 minutes away from the hotel uh so we had plenty of fucking time right um saw the show go back to the hotel uh slept for maybe like seven hours woke up eight o'clock this morning I wanted to wake up in that breakfast window that, you know, included breakfast. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the yeah. hotel. <laughs> Dude, free hotel breakfast rules. It's not free. You're paying. For well, it. Yeah, okay. You're okay. paying. For, it's the part included. Of yeah. The, the included uh, breakfast. Not free. I don't know. Included. When we went to Dallas that one time, we got free breakfast. We got free breakfast because yeah, that place Dallas sucked. <laughs> because they had to switch our fucking room like three times. But uh, I digress. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then from the breakfast. Just drove straight back, drove to Montgomery to pick up Dave, went back home, unloaded there. Then I went out to Katy to help a buddy of mine move. And then I went from Katy to here. So I've just been. And then he has to go home from here. Yeah, now I have to go home. And I live 45 minutes away. Welcome Uh, to Texas. I have been in the car all goddamn day. Yeah. Just for so fucking long. The only break that I got was Renee drove from my mom's house to our house after we picked up the boy. Man, and it's just it's fucking exhausting, man. Yeah. I'm ready to, after this podcast, uh, if I make it home without falling asleep at the wheel, I'm just going to crash in bed so fucking hard. And hope that I never have to wake up. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the other day you scared the crap out of me because Renee couldn't find you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, what happened there was... And it was all, like, rainy and shit, and I'm like, nah. Yeah, man, what happened there was, uh, I think that was after podcast, too. Mm-hmm. That was after last week's podcast. Yeah, that was after last week's podcast. So last week's podcast, we recorded the podcast, and then we recorded some Minecraft footage, and then I left, and by the time I got home, it was, like, 3.30. Right. And I had to go home... I don't really remember why I had to go home. There was something that I had to do. You had to switch cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to move the car. Uh, and uh, it, it was it was like 3.30 in the morning when I finally got home. Right. And I was dog-ass tired. So I had to move the car uh, for whatever reason. Uh, our landlord needed us to move the car out of the driveway. <laughs> And um, I was going to go from there to her mom's house where where we were staying the night. 
uh, and so like I get there and I'm like, okay, well I'm tired as hell. I was falling asleep on the way there. Right. Uh, I'm like, I'm going to lay down for like 10 minutes and see how I feel. 10 minutes. And I, I didn't even like in my jeans and socks. I think I still even had my shoes on and everything. I just went face first into the bed and fell right to sleep immediately. Yeah. And uh, I woke up to like texts from maybe you, but mostly from Renee. No, like, it was Where Renee. are you? Where are you? Yeah, it was Renee. Like, and missed calls. And I'm like, holy fuck. And she texted me like, I don't know how long later. And she's like, I found him. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, like I was supposed to go, you know, right over there. But man, holy shit. Like, I yeah. was just so fucking tired. And that's how it's going to be tonight, but I don't have to go to Renee's mom's house. I right. can just go home and go right to bed. <sighs> Man, you should see, uh, I don't know if you've been or, uh, been over to our house since we got the new furniture. Yeah, I have. You have? Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah um, whenever we went to go see Star Wars. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's looking pretty swaggy in there now that everything's getting close to getting finished. My house looked pretty swaggy until my four-year-old found my new couch, (laughs) which was ten minutes later after it got to the house. (laughs) All these fucking renovations being done to our house is driving me insane, man. I've been renovating the house for a year now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, check it out. We get to the tool show last night. Yeah. And uh, we go, you know, it's event parking. Right. 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 Uh. You've been to a big sports arena, you know, event. Yeah, you you went and saw Rush, you know, Toyota Center. So you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we did event parking, like off to the side. It wasn't like the parking lot for the stadium itself. It was just some like random downtown parking. Okay. Uh, ten dollar parking. It was a parking lot that was gated off. Mm. Uh, and in several sections, which was kind of weird. But, uh, so we go in, we get, you know, we pay for parking. It's $10 parking. Can't fucking complain. Right, right. right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we paid more for parking, uh, for our own parking. <laughs> yeah. For our own show in downtown Houston. Yeah. We paid $15 <clears throat> to park for the Natsua game. Yeah, and, and then that was our show. Yeah, and then when we got there, <laughs> someone had told me about $5 parking. Man. Houston. Uh, yeah, Houston. <laughs> anyway, so we get into the parking lot, and uh, as you know, they they've got the little guys that are directing you to spots, right? And uh, the section of the parking lot that we pull up to is full. Mm. So they open another gate, and we're the first car into this new parking area. Right, right. Which means you know. We're parking in the first spot all the way in the back, which means we're going to be the last fucking people to leave. Right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we go, we see the show and then we come back and naturally, you know, we're going to be the last people to leave. We right. don't even we don't even bother to be in any kind of a rush, <laughs> you know, because we're going to be waiting in line no matter what. That's just how that shit works. Right. You expect, yeah, everybody, literally everybody in the parking lot has the same thing on their mind. Get out of the parking lot. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we well, sit except around. except for that one guy in the back's going, 
mug the people in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so we sit around for a couple of minutes just like digging around. Uh, I was posting some stuff on Facebook. I was looking at the tool shirt, you know, that we <laughs> bought, you know, just whatever. And it's like, all right, I think, you know, we've waited around enough. We might as well get in the long ass line to get the fuck out of here. You know? Right. Right. So we get in line and uh, we're pulling out of the parking lot. And so imagine, if you will, I'm going to sit up here so that I can give you like a visual. I know the people listening won't really benefit from this, but okay. So imagine, if you will, two empty lanes. And in between the two empty lanes, there's a row of cars Okay. that's parked and opposite the other empty lane is a row of cars that's parked. So it's empty lane, parked cars. Empty lane, parked cars. Okay. Um, so the empty lanes connect, and that's where you get out. Okay. You, know? you go around the parked cars that are still there. And so we're in this line waiting to go around, right? Okay. And we get to that corner where we're going to turn around the parked cars to go out the gate and uh there's a white pickup in front of us and directly to the right of this white pickup are these, is a group of people and they're in some big ass SUV some okay. big nice looking SUV too uh and they're trying to back out you know they're trying to back out into this obviously congested line of cars and uh a woman gets out of the car gets out of the suv that's trying to back up and she's like can y'all just stop we are trying we are trying to back out can y'all just let us out and the truck's like where do you want me to go like yeah <laughs> it's a line of congested cars i mean there's nothing that the like what are they gonna do stop they're already stopped. stopped yeah and so then uh she's basically like well you're not gonna pull up any further whenever they go you're just gonna stay where you are and we're gonna back out we've been here for like 20 minutes yeah yeah you and everybody, everybody else, else. <laughs> <laughs> like this lady was losing her mind uh so she gets in front of the truck. She stands in front of the truck. She's like, like, like fucking holding, wow. her, holding her arms up and everything like, Egh. and, uh, the truck's like, Oh no. Yeah. No, no, no. And starts inching forward. Yeah. And she's like, you are not going to run me over. You're not going to run me over. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and like, this guy starts hanging out of the SUV, her boyfriend or brother, you know, whatever, whatever, somebody with her. You know, and he's like, what are you doing, man? We're going to call the cops. You can't run her over. And she, he's not running her over. Right, right, right. Full context. He's not running her over. He's just like, move, bitch, get out the way. <laughs> and uh, so eventually she like concedes defeat, I guess. Yeah. And gets out of the way. And the truck, you know, the line starts moving. The truck pulls around. We, we're we behind the truck, so we pull around. Uh, so now we're next to this SUV. Uh-oh. <laughs> After this whole big scene. And 
we're stopped. It's dead. Yeah. Know, gridlock, you know, fucking parking lot traffic. <laughs> and uh, she, like, dropped something outside of her car or left something on the ground. Something. Anyway, she gets back out of the SUV to, like, pick up whatever it is on the ground. And she turns around. And she's, like, staring at us. And we're staring back at her because, you know, it's just it's so like, what do you do? ridiculous. We're just, like, staring out at her. And she's looking at us, and she sees us staring at her, and she gives us the greatest, like, like bitch wave I've ever seen. Because she's like, you know, it's one of those, yeah, yeah, I see you fucking staring at me, hi. <laughs> like, look, we wouldn't stare at you like you were a crazy bitch if, if you, you weren't didn't acting act like, like a, a crazy <laughs> <Yeah>. bitch. <laughs> Exactly. People forget, though, you know, that, I mean, there's the old adage, you catch more flies with honey. And people totally forget that these days sometimes. <laughs> so, like, we finally get around that corner. And like I said, we were like the last car in line. Yeah. Uh, there may have been some other cars, you know, behind us, people backing out like them, you know. Right, right. But ultimately, hopping in line, you know, to get out. So, she... so we hear, like, tires, like, <laughs> so, like, they peel out, they back the fuck out and then they go around they like cut through cars that are still parked to go around and they go up to the front of the gate and like wedge themselves in before it like basically we're getting out of here or we will wreck some cars you know Ugh. like what the fuck yeah like <laughs> yeah there comes a point to admit i am wrong no, they definitely, the, the, yeah. their mentality was, we will get out of this parking lot before all you fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Because our need to get out of the parking lot is greater well, than everybody else. So you were like right behind this right well, this this truck, this white truck. Yeah. So they were pissed off because they had to wait, like, what, three more cars? Yeah, like, and, and truth be told... It didn't even take us that long to get out of the fucking parking lot. <laughs> like, it really didn't. Like, I've waited much longer for, like, BuzzFest, you know, is an insane you know, event to get the fuck out of. You right, know, right. Cynthia Woods with all those people, you know. There's so many people trying to get out of the Woodlands. And the Woodlands is fucking crazy to get out of. In you know, the first place, yeah. In the first place. So. They're trying. I've waited. I've waited a long time to get out of a venue. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I said, we dicked around, you know, for a couple minutes, not including the time that we sat around not doing anything. Right, right. From when we actually pulled out and got in the car line to where we got out on the street, no more than 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, not that long at all in, in the grand scheme well, of, like, things. What are they calling that venue now where... Stravel played. What's what's the name of that now? Revenge and Music Center. Is that what they're calling it? Okay. Yeah. I like that because formerly Bayou. Yeah. I like that location because if you get done with your concert, you don't have to go straight to your car. There's like a restaurant that's still open. Yeah, that's hundred percent true. I, I like that. That's that's my kind of venue area. You. Yeah. I'm always a I want I hop afterwards anyway kind of person. I uh, maybe it's just shows that we play or maybe I'm I'm just. Waterburger. A Waterburger fanboy, yeah. yeah. But every time you and I play a show... It's Waterburger. We always go to Waterburger. Yeah. And uh, 
I hope the, our drummer likes Waterburger. The same is the same ten, <laughs> the, the same tends to be true for for concerts too. Yeah, but uh, it depends on who I'm with. Like yeah. whenever me and I, Mario, I was just throwing IHOP out there. You know, just I want. I well, want some, yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah. Just, me and Mario yeah. would go to shows. We'd go to uh, Waterburger after. Of course, uh, what? Uh, Mar, I feel bad. I'm trying to think of the show that it was. <laughs> It must have been. Oh, okay. It was the Slipknot show. We went and saw Slipknot at Cynthia Woods, and I feel bad for like overriding Mario on this one, Uh-oh. but I don't like IHOP. Oh, okay. Particularly, I, I prefer Waffle House. Uh, I prefer Denny's. Denny's. To be real honest. Okay. And uh, and that's that ended up being what happened. It was like Mario was like, "We should go to IHOP," and I'm like, "Yeah, Denny's sounds great." <laughs> Uh, and we went to Denny's. I got tired of Denny's because I, I I don't know if it's we didn't have an IHOP whenever I was in ki- a kid in Baytown, or if the or if my dad just preferred Denny's. Denny's in the kettle. We had those two. Oh my god, I haven't seen a kettle in ages. Yeah, I haven't either. Haven't Are they either. just gone? I don't know. <laughs> and and you looked that up. Then whenever, I am. <laughs> when uh, <laughs> when I got older and we moved to Conroe, it was IHOP because that's pretty much what we had. And then at one point we had like a local breakfast place, which was okay, but they had like the buffet and the eggs were never cooked all the way. It was disgusting. And then my dad, for some reason, got into this. We 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 had a Shoney's open in town. You remember Shoney's? You ever see a Shoney's? Yeah, I've seen Shoney's. And they opened it up, and my dad suddenly got completely obsessed with going to Shoney's. And I've never been a Shoney's fan. Just that's just oh, but uh, just overall. And then we we always had Denny's in Conroe. The closest uh, kettle is fifty six miles from here, dude. Oh, is it? Is it in uh, Huntsville? It's in College Station. College Station. Okay. Oh gosh, that that old kettle font though with the yeah. Uh, we if we play near College Station, we we'll, we might drive by. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind going to a kettle. I haven't been to there's a kettle not, in ages. There's not one in uh, uh, Porter. Where's huh. that? It, near Splendora. Oh no! I thought there was one in Porter. Maybe there's. there's I mean, there very well could have used to have been. Yeah, I think there used to be. Because there used to be kettles in in Conroe, in Houston. There used to be one in Conroe. Uh, the kettle in Conroe is now that weird breakfast place. Huh. Like, it's right across the street from a. Oh God, it's like over by the McDonald's and the Burger King. Oh yeah. And the and the CVS. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, God, I can't even I can't even remember what the hell uh, I know. And it's then, called. Then we but had that a, used to be the kettle. Yeah, and then we had another breakfast place. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, and now it's a dinner place, an all around just like that's um that's the uh, the Vietnamese place I think on 105. Yeah, where it became Van Tong. It used to be a breakfast place. But yeah, now it's Van Tong. Yeah. And then uh, the the uh, family-owned breakfast place in downtown Conroe over there near where the Conroe Music Center is. Yeah. Uh, now it's an awesome Mexican food place. Just expensive. Uh, They're, like, overpriced for what they are. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't ever go there. They're good. They're just not that good. I'd rather go to Margarita's. We have, like, lost the plot so far. I have no <laughs> idea what well, we we're even talking about anymore. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, t- uh, okay, so let's bring it back to the point. Okay, so uh, 
musician things. That's what we're basically yeah, talking we'll, about is musician things. Um, <laughs> in the time since our last podcast, a few... Uh, yeah. 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 It's like 2016 just can't stop. It's like I know. It, well, it, I mean, one of them happened in 2015, so Well, that was yeah. Le- that was Lemmy. Yeah. But uh But yeah, we lost But it's like we're 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 going so hard as far yeah. as like uh, losing people I know. already this year. Uh, and uh, I hate to turn this into a a uh, an obituary every every week, but I mean, dude, these, are, these uh, are some greats though. Yeah. Yeah. David Bowie. Yeah. And Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Um, yeah. As we just found out this morning. Yeah. Alan Rickman more on our nerd side than our music side, but still, I mean, he's, I mean, he's played some really good parts in the last couple of, in the last decade. Absolutely. Yeah. Alan Rickman was also a late bloomer too. You know, yeah, he, he got was. into acting real late. Yeah, I was reading an article about that. It makes me feel good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. But man, at the I same mean, time, it scares the crap out of me because I mean, dying at sixty-nine. I mean, that's that's not that far. Yeah, that's yeah. that's one of those. Oh crap! I need to. We need to get. We need to get started now. Yeah, you know. But yeah, uh, I mean, we're already started. But you know what I mean. We need to get. We need to get really started, really hardcore. But yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's. David Bowie's probably. David Bowie is one of the most. He's one of those, you know. Yeah. Where he's one of the most influential people. On modern music, I don't think we'd be where we are at without him. It exactly, would, it would be somewhere. It would be different, totally different. Like, there's probably not a single artist making music today that hasn't, in some way, been influenced by David Bowie. Yeah, he was a boundary pusher. Yeah, uh, he was one of those that I'm gonna do something weird. People are gonna like it, and I don't care what the mainstream industry says. And I like that. That that's that's. That's my philosophy, too. I'm going to do something weird. People are going to like it, and then the mainstream can go suck it. And Blackstar just came out last Friday. Yeah, on his birthday. Yeah. And was it Monday morning, Tuesday morning? I think so. broke that he passed away. Um, What's today? Today's Thursday. Thursday. Well, it was Thursday. Yeah, now going into Friday morning. So, yeah. Yeah, Tuesday. So, yeah, man. Like, very, you know... It was kind one of unexpected, totally unexpected from the from the public's point of view. Now, from his family's you know point of view, you know, yeah, obviously apparently they knew people close to him know that he for at been least battling, eighteen months. Yeah, he's yeah. been battling cancer for quite some time. Yeah, and uh, we've got ads down at the mall with his face like plastered huge, and yeah, and, yeah, and you know, it's just like buy the new Bowie album. I be keep, and I kept. Did you see the like bizarre Black Star like YouTube ad? No, like, from a man, uh, it it pops up you know before. Some, video. some videos. Yeah, but the, I've been having internet problems. So. The commercial for for Black Stars, I mean, it's so Bowie. I really want to watch. <laughs> I really want to watch the new. I want to buy the new album, of course, but I want to watch the new videos. But a part of me wants to save it. Yeah. And wait for a day that I really need something new. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, that this sounds weird, but at the same time, it's one of those. We're never gonna get any new David Bowie ever again. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that makes me really sad. It's that uh, he always pushed the boundaries. I I even like the stuff he did with Trent Reznor back in the uh, I guess that was late '90s, maybe early 2000, back whenever uh, they uh, put out uh, that horrible movie Highway something Highway. I don't know. I've got the the single for it. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I always kind of checked out David Bowie stuff because it's just it's just always good. Oh yeah, I mean. 
like, it's just so, it's just so weird, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's always stranger when they're so, you know, relevant still. Yeah. Like David Bowie, 69 Lost years. Lost Highway. Lost Highway. Lost Highway. Uh, David Bowie, 69 years old, uh, still super relevant. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Blackstar came out on Friday. New David Bowie album. Yeah. And this is an album that, you know, Renee. Renee's a huge David Bowie fan. You know, and uh, he's been going since the 60s. Yeah. So, I mean. You know, so it, it, he, you know, it's been an, it's an anticipated release. And uh, and then he's just gone. I know. And that morning, Renee, I woke up to Renee, like, saying, oh, no, no, what? No. She was reading the news on yeah. her phone. <clears throat> and I'm like, what? What, what? what? What's the matter? What's the matter? I'm half awake. And she's like, David Bowie's dead. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a Facebook hoax. Yeah, that's, you know, that was the first thought <laughs> that popped in my head. I, like, searched, and then I came across BBC. Yeah. And they were talking about his son had announced it. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's 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 such a weird world that we live in. Where yeah. and it was we one can't of those even, like acknowledge that they're actually dead. We have to like yeah. double check well, ourselves. And you know, you know, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have hit me that hard of the whole no, that's a hoax p- part. But he just released an album, so I'm like, oh, pe- exactly. People are doing this because he just released an album. And they yeah, want, yeah. And that was my first thought. And so whenever I was, when I was sure, I was like, I was like depressed for like hours before I posted anything about it too. I was just like, oh damn, just damn. We, uh, we spun the nothing's changed vinyl that I got Renee last Christmas. It's, yeah, it's basically a greatest hits of Bowie. Dude, man. Uh, I, I just sat but there yeah, on YouTube sp- watching old Bowie videos all day. When Julia came home, I was still moping on the couch. I, you know, and, and he's one of those that you feel like you knew him. Yeah. Because he's been around in culture my whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, your whole life. I mean, he's just always been there. I was kind of hoping that uh, with the with the release of Zoolander 2. Yeah. You know, Eminem. Oh, that's that right. He made a cameo in Zoolander 1, didn't he? Yeah, that there may be a Bowie cameo for Zoolander 2. I don't think there was one recorded. But uh, I thought it would have been neat. But yeah. surely they would have said something by now. Uh, man, you need like a lozenge or something. You've been um, you've been coughing it up. Well, I mean, I'm just getting over a cold, and so yeah, sorry about the coughs. Yeah, uh, dude, I was really bad the other day. Yeah, yeah, I just I felt like I had the flu. It was so bad. It was just awful. I can actually breathe today. That's that's an improvement. But uh. Yeah, I've been I've been recording tracks. I've been yeah. recording guitar tracks while sick. <laughs> well, that's well, you know, it's just guitars, not vocals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no way I could do vocals right now. It's gonna be another few weeks before I can do any kind of vocals. I need to get, come up with a better mic anyway. So then, like this morning, we're eating our fucking included breakfast. Yeah. Included breakfast. Oh god. Okay. Uh, well, I'll I'll tell. Fuck. I'll forget about it if I don't do it now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but we were booking the hotel, right? And this is my first time, you know, being a grown-up and booking my own hotel room and all that stuff. <laughs> Says the know. 27-year-old boy. I have never, <laughs> you know, I don't travel much, right? to be real honest. Yeah. And and when you had someone else probably 
and Made look at me. I mean, you've known me for the past however fucking long we've known each other. Five years? So maybe six. Maybe six-ish. Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> we don't even know how long yeah. we've fucking known each other. But, uh, yeah, I mean, have I ever had the money to book my own hotel room? No, no, <laughs> no. And now that I am in a position to, like, travel and book my own hotel rooms and shit, you know, it's very weird. But uh, th- that aside, I was shopping around for the hotel room, uh, which I'd never done before. Uh, and like anything I do whenever I'm shopping online, I read reviews for like everything. Right. right. Uh, I finally found a hotel that I thought was pretty all right. Uh, and I'll, I'll recommend it even here on the podcast. Best Western Windsor Point Suites in San Antonio. It was a pretty nice little hotel for the money. Right. Uh, it was like 80 bucks for the night. <laughs> uh, single bed, king size room. You know, yeah, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty decent for what it was. Um, but I was reading the reviews and the topmost review was an all positive review. It was a hundred percent positive. Right. Uh, until the very last line. And it was like, oh yeah, there we had polite service. Uh, it was really clean you know, over uh, great value for the for the money. Overall, really great. You know, great stay. Right. And then the last line said, "Breakfast could have been better." Oh, <laughs> like that's <laughs> like that, that's so petty. <laughs> like breakfast could have been better. Exa- yeah, it's <laughs> like it's an all good review, and then just breakfast could have been better do you ever put their voice in your head while you're reading that stuff <laughs> just you know make up yeah something? that's that's what they sound like to me yeah. it's like eh, well, eh, breakfast could have been it's like, better it's like it's a glowing review they were great here they were great but breakfast could have been better yeah it could have been better uh, <laughs> it's the parking lot bitch <laughs> you will not run me over <laughs> You will serve me good breakfast. Uh, <laughs> so this whole time that we're at the hotel, I'm like, I'm determined to get breakfast. Firstly, because I love food that, you know, I don't have to pay more money for. Yeah. Uh, it was already included in the price of my hotel. So, of course, I'm going to wake up early enough to get some breakfast. Uh and B, I wanted to see how how the breakfast could have been better. I was, uh, <laughs> I was really curious about the breakfast. So we get there, and it's, uh, you know, I'm thinking if somebody leaves a review that's all positive, and then they say breakfast could have been better, I'm thinking bare minimum continental breakfast from a hotel, which is like toast and coffee. Undercooked eggs. Not, not even yeah, that. Know, uh, yeah. But, you know, so, yeah. they can put out toast and coffee and be like breakfast. Yeah. And hotels can absolutely get away with that. Uh-huh, yeah. And it's included in the price. You know, it's what do you expect? It's fucking hotel breakfast. But they had, like, a whole bunch of shit out there. They had, like, fucking delicious little danishes. They had, like, fucking miniature cinnamon rolls and muffins. They had a biscuit and gravy. They had a fucking Texas-shaped waffle maker. They had now, I imagine that the review, if I had written a review for that hotel we stayed at, it would have been quite the opposite. It would have been, this sucked, they changed the room, this sucked, but the breakfast was phenomenal. Dude, breakfast at, where was that? Was that a Hilton or a Holiday Inn? Uh, 
Oh, man. I don't even remember. I'd have to ask Julia. She booked yeah, all that. I can't remember either. I think it was a Hilton. I think so, too. Uh, breakfast there was phenomenal. I know, right? But the breakfast at the Best Western that we stayed at last night was more than adequate. Yeah. Absolutely adequate. I wonder uh, what this person... Like I wonder what happened. Breakfast could have been better. I wonder like, what happened. And I thought about it on the way home. Uh, you know, they had sausage patties. They had sausage links. They had scrambled eggs with, like, ham cooked into the scrambled eggs. They had a fucking toaster for to cook toast. They had, like, three different types of cereal and milk. They had, like, apple juice, orange juice on tap. Wow, nice. Like, so it's like, how could breakfast have been better? It was pretty all right. I mean, granted, quality of the breakfast, you know, it's buffet food quality. So, you know, obviously cooking at home, you know, you'll get a better breakfast. Right, right. uh, Or going to an actual restaurant. A real restaurant. Yeah, sit down. But, uh... You know, as far as included hotel breakfast goes, pretty good breakfast. But I thought about it. Okay. I thought about it on the way home. Uh, he got dr- his mind into the mind of a petty person. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> driving we're driving in the car, and I'm like, son of a bitch. You know what I didn't have at breakfast this morning? Because I had like one of everything. Okay. I'm the kind of guy who will if it's in, you know Is I'm it? not, it's included breakfast. Right. I'm eating everything. I'm like, you know what I didn't have for breakfast this morning? Was it bacon? Motherfucking bacon. I was thinking about it the whole time you were mentioning it. I was like, he didn't mention bacon. There was no, no bacon. bacon. <laughs> and I was like, it, it dawned on me. And then I thought to myself, I was like, breakfast could have, have been, been better. <laughs> bacon makes breakfast better. I know, right? So yeah. the guy, I can't fault the guy. The guy is 100% correct. Breakfast very well, well could, could have, have been, been better. better. By the presence of bacon. Yes. Or maybe I just got there too late and the bacon was gone. Or early. No, it definitely wasn't early. (laughs) (laughs) His breakfast breakfast ended at 9 and we got down there at like 8.30. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I know. uh, Julia's just, she's always good at booking hotels. I've never been to, even that that place we stayed at at New Orleans. And New Orleans is, you know, right now it's kind of. Every hotel's kind of crap because they're still rebuilding stuff. Oh, well, I wouldn't. Okay, the last time I went, everything was still kind of crap because they were still <laughs> rebuilding stuff. It wasn't their fault, you know. They had a, they're still rebuilding after the hurricanes, even to yeah, yeah, to yeah. Now, and so I mean, you know, you know, even, down, be, even down in Galveston. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's spots on the ceiling and it's a little leaky, but I mean, it's an old hotel in the first place, so it's it's the experience of going to this hotel. It was great to go. Yeah, to, but you know, things are going to smell a little moldy. You're going to get. And things that just don't work because you know they've been in a horrible horrible flood <laughs> but yeah uh, but even even with all that it was still a wonderful stay yeah you know, it was i would say like really the only thing i could say even a great location uh negatively about the best western that we stayed at was uh smelled kind of funny yeah and it, and it wasn't a bad smell it was a chemical smell like yeah you know, a cleaner kind of smell right i don't so, think i've ever been to a hotel that didn't have some sort of renee will say it smelled aroma. like old ladies <laughs> but to me it just it smelled like cleaning product which hey at the very least you know I, tells me that they're cleaning yeah i think the, the only hotel, the hotel rooms seem clean yeah i think the only hotel room i've ever stayed in that didn't have that smell was like a uh the super ultra suite up at the top over here in walden Oh yeah, yeah. When that hotel was newish, uh, that uh, um, 
Do they even is it even still a hotel now at this point? I don't even know. Christ, yeah, <clears> I have no idea to be real honest. But That's... yeah, the Walden Hotel, I got to be up in the high suites because uh, the the company my 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 family owns. Yeah, don't don't even read too much into that. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they they would put up visitors to their company in the the hotel in this hotel room and um sometimes they'd put engineers up there that were staying for protected amounts of time and i went up there and saw fireworks and it was just it was great it was like a a house yeah but yeah it didn't have that smell it and had brand new carpet and everything fairly new hotel at the time but yeah now that i've uh now that i've done the the hotel story we'll get back on topic yeah as it were and talk a little bit about alan rickman yeah who and, that, uh, and that's what brought it up was we were yeah. having our our could have been better hotel <laughs> breakfast. Whenever. You have words on your sleeve, and that's not what n- normal shirts normal shirts don't have words on their sleeves. It's, okay, just so I keep thinking you have something on your sleeve. No, it says it's, it says Tool. Yeah, Los Angeles, California. Yeah, but yeah, I keep looking and go, and I think you have something on your sleeve. Anyway, but yeah, uh, but yeah, we were we were eating our breakfast at the hotel whenever. Renee, you know, looks across the table at me and she's like, Alan Rickman died. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's a Facebook hoax. Nope. No, the fuck it wasn't. I know. I had to look that one up too because people were already dying. Yeah. So I'm like, like no, uh, you can't, you can't. And both of them 69 and British. Both of them 69, both British, both cancer. Yeah, both cancer. Uh, I'm not sure if they had what kind of cancer each of them had. Yeah, I I don't either. But if they both had the same kind of cancer. There's a, there's something wrong, but no, uh, well, and there then is if something. They had, if they both had the same cancer doctor, oh. <laughs> no, not reading that much that deep into that. But fuck cancer. Yeah. I mean, sorry, just you know, my grandmother, my my grandmother died of cancer. Fuck it, it needs to go away. But uh, <laughs> but uh, that's that's a great you know, we we start uh an annual you know cancer benefit is i just would love to fuck cancer i think it's already a thing really yeah i think so <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh yeah i mean okay, when was the first time you uh i'm not gonna say uh, let's, let me let me phrase this correctly when was the first time you realized you were watching alan rickman on screen uh i would have to say dogma yeah dogma was my first alan rickman yeah that was that's a good one um uh was galaxy quest after that yeah yeah i think so um i remember i, I remember galaxy quest too because i watched him in die hard but it didn't oh yeah but yeah. i didn't i wasn't See, aware die, die hard i was too young for though like when die hard oh, okay. came out i was a little kid i watched him in die hard but i didn't associate him as being that bad guy till much later yeah i had i had probably seen harry potter before i s- realized that that was the same actor Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like, see, Die Hard, you know, wasn't a movie that I really grew up on. Yeah. So, you know, I'd seen bits and pieces of it as a kid, but I didn't rewatch it until I was an adult and Harry Potter was already out. Alan Rickman was already huge. You know? Yeah. So it was like, oh, hey, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. was in Die I, Hard. I think the first time I ever saw Alan Rickman and made the connection was probably Galaxy Quest. But, um, yeah. Around that time, he blew up. I don't. Uh, I don't remember his name from Dogma, but he basically plays the voice of God. Yeah, uh, 
I was just looking at that name, too, and now it's just gone. It's some kind of weird fucking name. Yeah, like Galatrix or something like that. Galatrix. It's, I don't know. Jesus it's, Christ. I, I'm, I'm pulling that out of my ass. But uh, <laughs> watch it be some. Watch it be exactly that. <laughs> uh. Um. But yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's one of those. Yeah. I just. I didn't want to believe that one either. It was. It was crazy. But yeah. It. it it's one of those. Uh, um. The things though that you go back and watch older movies and well, go oh when that did, guy when did galaxy quest come out because dogma came out in 1999 I'm, I'm trying to i'm still on the whole what was his name in, in dogma <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm right there with you i'm doing the same thing oh well you do that one and i'll find out when galaxy quest came yeah out. you find out when galaxy quest came out i'll do this <laughs> you just you just cut that shit oh, the fuck out. i had it and then i hit the button uh, they came out in the same year Oh yeah, yeah. Both nineteen ninety nine. Oh well, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I, uh, Metatron. Metatron. I was somewhere always, in the it's area. It's always like Megatron. <laughs> yeah, <but> not. <laughs> yeah, and he and, and that's a very memorable scene when they introduce him because he's the first one to show everybody that he doesn't have a any kind of genitalia oh, yeah. at all. Just, he's just he's like just blank. <laughs> 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 and, and it's typical, uh, typical Alan Rickman with the yes, I just, it's just uh, I don't have. See, yeah. <laughs> and that's like, that's uh, that deadpan, you know, yeah. monotonous Alan yeah. Rickman delivery yeah. is like what I love so much about Metatron, and what I love so much about Snape. Yeah. Uh, God, and what I love so much about Marv, but Marv, uh, from. Hitchhiker's Guide, right? It's just like that, plus being super depressed. Yeah, so it's like it's that like worse. Eeyore. It's like, please just kill me. <laughs> I have a pain in all the diodes going down the left side of my body. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love Alan Rickman. That's it's a it's a huge loss. Absolutely, man. Uh, There's you know, sixty nine is the same as. David Bowie, man, there's still so many years yeah. of potential. Oh, I know, know right? That I mean, both of those guys had. Uh, uh, I mean, I, there was a picture of him, recent picture of him, and he still looks so young. Yeah. I mean, he he uh, his hair's gray. I just, but I mean, that's gosh, I just saw Alan Rickman in something. I can't even. I can't even put my finger on it. I've been uh, so careful not to let my drink slosh, and I just did it. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what Renee was watching, but she was watching something that had Alan Rickman in it. Yeah, uh, he's some BBC fucking shit. Yeah, <laughs> I liked the. Uh, I liked the tribute that, and I can't think of his real name, Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> I, I, he he said some you know, some uh, stuff that just I I read his little tribute, and it's talking about how you know. The stages are going to be, you know, short because of it and because of his loss. And I, and I have to agree. I mean, you, you like you said, so much potential. Yeah. I mean, there he was nowhere near done. No, definitely not. Man, I can't even. I can't even find what the hell she must have been watching. Maybe it was an old movie. I don't know. Um, or show. I don't. No, I, I, 
from what I understood, I think his most recent works have been stage play stuff. So I don't I don't know what he's been in movie wise lately. Huh. I'm going I'm going way too far back now. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's weird. Maybe it's this CBGB. Uh, CBGB thing. I don't know the. I don't know what she was watching. Most recent thing on here, movie wise, is from 2014. Well, he j- he did just record uh, dialogue for Through the Looking Glass for the Caterpillar. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. He was. Was he in the first one? Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. I don't know if he just recorded oh, dialogue or now. did motion capture, but I think he just recorded dialogue. Well, I hope they leave it in, and I hope I hope he. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, it's, it's, I think it's too late now. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, but yeah, man, it's just you know. <sighs> oh, and you can't forget. I'll carve your heart out with a spoon from Robin Hood. That's freaking great scene. I love that. I uh, totally which, forgot he was which, in the, the. Which Robin Hood? The Kevin Costner? Yeah, the Kevin Costner one. Never seen it. it it's worth watching it because of Alan Rickman. Yeah. Yeah. It. It. Be, his part. His. Uh, he's the sheriff. Okay. He's great. His part is I excellent. Can, you know what? He, Alan Rickman actually strikes me as someone that would play a really uh, good sheriff. You Nottingham. never <laughs> see Alan Rickman get mad. And le- except in this movie, and he does a really good, really angry guy. I guess he got mad in a Die Hard too, but yeah, uh, but yeah, nice. and and this, I mean, I think this is like, I think that was he did that like nearly right after Die Hard, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to look at the. I don't. I, I didn't look at the order of the, the movies. Yeah. Did. But yeah, man, he does an, an excellent job with the sheriff. I totally forgot he was in that. Like I said, it's that whole going back and watching movies that you saw him in. You go, that's yeah. a great actor, but you didn't associate it with. Him being Alan Rickman, you know, it's just that's just a great actor right there. I like that guy, but now you know you 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 got to go back and watch him. It's just you have to. I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, I always try to do something as an in memoriam, you know, my yeah. own personal little thing. Like I'll go watch a movie of theirs, or a, like for David Bowie, we spun the uh, you know nothing's changed record. Uh, Alan Rickman, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. Maybe I might go watch Dogma, cause the, uh, and the only reason I wouldn't do the Harry Potter movies... I think movies, I own Dogma. The only reason I wouldn't do the Harry Potter movies is because we literally just marathoned the Harry Potter yeah, movies. Yeah, you were talking about like, that. maybe two weeks ago. Or I think you talked ago. about it on the last podcast. Something like that. Uh, well, I'm currently listening to the audiobooks. Yeah, yeah. what I'm going who's, through right who's, now. Who's reading the audiobooks? Um... They have two sets of audiobooks. They have the American and the, and the UK. And the UK. And the UK is Stephen Fry. And the UK version is Stephen Fry. And that's what I'm listening okay, to. Okay, right good. Now. The North American one, I actually had the North American audiobooks forever ago whenever I had my original iPod uh, that I missed so sorely. It got stolen. Um, but uh, it's done by a guy named Jim Dale, okay. who also does a phenomenal job. Each of them have their pros and cons. Right, right. Uh,. Like, Jim Dale, I feel like, did better voices. Yeah. But also did more annoying things. Mm. Like, uh, anytime they had songs in the books, like, where a character is singing, he would sing them, you know? He would he would come up with rhythms and melodies and sing the lyrics, you know, as songs. 
and that's not a bad thing. That's not a terrible thing. Right. Uh, but some of the songs were really fucking annoying. <laughs> um, that being said, Stephen Fry uh, reads most of the songs kind of like poetry. Oh, yeah. Like just, you know, reads it as a line that rhymes with the line before that line, you know, kind of, you know, that poetry reading kind of style, except for uh, there's like a Weasley is our king thing. Uh, which I want to say comes up in the fifth book where Jim Dale turns it into a whole song. And it is a song. It's right. like something that the Slytherins are singing to the Gryffindors to like fuck Ron up because he's like their new keeper uh, for the Quidditch team. And uh, they come up with this whole like Weasley is our king fucking uh. song because he's so bad that, you know, the Slytherins love him uh. is the idea behind the song. But uh, Stephen Fry reads it so bizarrely, like this awful, annoying chant, like, Weasley is our king. Weasley is our king. Like, so slowly and and those awkward beats, and you hear it so much. Yeah. It repeats itself so fucking much <laughs> that, like, anytime he fucking says it, I want to just smash my fucking ears out. Well, I bring up the narrator because... Yeah. Apparently, whenever uh, Stephen Fry first got the part to narrate the books, she'd yeah. only released the first book. Okay. Yeah. And he was kind of, um, um, uh, kind of brushed her off as like, "Oh, that's 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 sweet. You wrote a little kids book, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> while narrating said book, he came ar- across the line, and this is a hard. This I have. I'm reading it, and it's a hard line to say. It's Harry pocketed it. Okay, and he couldn't say it. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure I've heard it throughout yeah. the books. Well, he called her up. Harry after- pocketed it. Pocketed it. Yeah, pocketed it. Yeah, it's 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 a weird <laughs> thing to say, but um, he called her up, you know, because he'd been kind of kind of condescending towards her, you know, about the book, and um, <laughs> and he asked if he could pronounce it <laughs> uh differently, and she's like. No. No. <laughs> and then she made damn sure she put that line in every one of the books from then on out. <laughs> it is in every book. <laughs> I haven't noticed this. Yeah, it is in every it, it book. It seems to be a pretty common, you know, yeah, common he, line. Yeah. Nothing it, that I haven't thought of, you know, actively. <laughs> yeah, he had to like, sl- he'll slow down and say it. Where did you pick up this little book? I found story? it on Facebook this morning, and I when I was looking up, uh, not Facebook uh, on the internet this morning when I was looking up Alan Rickman stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, and I just came across it because you know there's a lot of Harry Potter inf- Potter information. It was in another article I was reading, and I'm like, ah, that's, Stephen Fry. He's that's in- really funny. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna listen for that. I've only got one book left. I've only got Deathly Hallows. Left. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on Half Blood Prince right now. But I'm, I've got to be in like the last five chapters or so. Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll keep an ear out for that. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm 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 hoping he got better by the last book. <laughs> but yeah, she that that's just hilarious to me. You know, oh yeah, you wrote these kids' books. There's well, also some like good on you inconsistencies between Stephen Fry, Jim Dale, and the movies. Okay, so. 
I would assume that because they're feature films, we have to accept them as anything they say on film is the correct pronunciation. Correct. Of the words. Right. Uh, that are invented by the series. Um, oh. But there's there's some inconsistencies. I see what you're saying. All like, three. Yeah. So you have Stephen Fry's versions, who you can't really fault Stephen Fry for this because perhaps when he started recording the, the, the audiobooks, the movies did not exist yet, which uh, is totally plausible. I don't really know the release of the audiobooks. I do know that he got the, the job for the audiobooks before the second book was released. Uh, yeah, okay. And so, like, they were probably three books in by the time the first movie came out. Yeah. Uh, so there's spell names and stuff mm-hmm. that he pronounces differently than the movies. Like, Accio, the summoning spell, is Axio. Okay. Uh, Avada Kedavra, which is like the killing curse. Right. He pronounces it Avada Kedavra. Oh, okay. Which doesn't sound too different. Right. But whenever you say it in, like, the context of a sentence where he uses the Avada Kedavra spell, it's like, that that, that just doesn't flow at all <laughs> the way it should. You know, he used the and Avada Kedavra. And you'd think Kedavra. magic would flow. Yeah, Avada Kedavra. It's, so, it's just so, you know, it rolls off the tongue. Uh, but then uh, Jim Dale... You know, Jim Dale's got, you know, some voice. You know, he's got better voices, I would say, than uh, than Stephen Fry as far as voice variety for all the different characters go. Right. Uh, and then at the same time, the movie, the movie says shit that's different than the way the audiobooks pronounce shit uh, in ways that you wouldn't think. Yeah. Okay, so there's like an object in the movie or the, in the series called a bezoar and uh it's just something it's a potion ingredient and uh I don't I, I don't know if we can it, it's fucking Michael Gambon is what it is. Oh, the okay. guy who plays Dumbledore right, right. after the second movie. Richard Dreyfuss played Dumbledore in the first two movies but then Michael Gambon took over after he died. Uh and he pronounces shit like with the air of a person who just does not give a shit about pronouncing shit correctly. Oh, okay. Uh, so like, there's Bobaton, which is a the French um, wizarding school. Okay. Uh, where like Fleur Delacour comes from, and they all come from in Goblet of Fire, you know, along with the Durmstrang school from wherever the fuck they come from. Uh, Somewhere German. Romania, fucking. Or Romania, or yeah. Russia, Romania. some yeah. shit. Uh. And, you know, they all get together. And in the movie, in the Goblet of Fire movie, it's just Bo Batten. Not mm. even trying to make, not even trying to fucking French it up. Yeah. Just, yeah, they come from Bo Batten. Huh. And then the Bezor, you know, becomes well, I- Bezor. Oh, yeah, that was great. That was a good idea of you to use a Bezor. Oh, Bezor. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with I, you? I, I know do you know, know and th- this <laughs> is this is just... From I know p- some people that have v- visited France and in Paris, mm-hmm. they say ballet ballet in France. Doesn't that wrong? That seems wrong. But that's the way they do it. Uh, I don't know if they do it with the other weird 
words that end in T that don't have it over here. But so, th- <laughs> so then there's like the pensive, which is Dumbledore's like magic memory bowl. Right, right, right. <laughs> for magic lack of memory bowl. Yeah, for lack of a better phrase. But, but, you, know, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. The thing where he and Harry, you know, yeah, yeah, go yeah. into it to look through all these memories. He puts his tears in there. In the seventh movie, well, in the eighth movie, yeah. actually, the second part of the seventh book, Snape, you know, he's dying. Spoilers. <laughs> Snape's dying, and he's crying his memory tears, and he's like, take them, take my tears. And Harry's, like, bottling up the tears, and he's like, take them to the Ponsieve. Like, not even in the same fucking ballpark. Like, pensive is an actual fucking word. Like, you know, pensive is an ex- expression that people can have yeah. on their face. You know, he looked very pensive. <laughs> and, you know, fucking, but pensive? English word you don't it's use. Spelled, it's spelled pensive. Yeah. Like, pensive. Like, don't fucking fancy it up. If Dumbledore's gonna fucking say bow batten, don't try to fancy up pensive with pensive. Fuck you. Well, uh, that's, that's in poor taste to say fuck you, Snape. Yeah. But... <laughs> But uh, you know, fuck David Yates, <laughs> and then David Yates. Uh, I don't. I don't understand. I'm. St- I don't know how we got turned on to like this weird Harry Potter rant. Uh, but well, I mean, we don't have a whole lot of other things to talk about. It's true. Slow news week, other than people dying. Yeah, uh, it's like when people die, everybody stops what they're doing. It's kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't get how David Yates. Missed so many notes during the Harry Potter movies that he directed. Yeah. Uh, and he directed more Harry Potter movies than anybody else. He directed Order of the Phoenix, uh, Half-Blood Prince, and both parts of the Deathly Hallows, right? Okay. So that's four Harry Potter movies. You keep up with directors. I I'm, I'm not good at keeping up with directors. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, running down the whole series, you had Chris Columbus directed the first two. Alfonso Cuaron directed the third one. Mike Newell directed the fourth one. And then David Yates directed the last four. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, he in those last four movies, he took Order of the Phoenix, which was the longest book, right, and turned it into <clears throat> the shortest movie hmm. of all the fucking movies. Uh, he took Half-Blood Prince and... Whereas Harry and Dumbledore, I don't remember how many memories they actually went through in the book. Right. Uh, but it was like five or six and condensed that down to two memories. Okay. You know, where Harry or where Vol- Dumbledore meets Voldemort as a kid. Right. And then the corrupted memory that Slughorn was holding on to. And that's it. Nothing the fuck else. Huh. And then takes Deathly Hallows has the wits to split it into two movies because we can't fit it all in one and then leaves out still leaves out like 50 percent of the fucking book yeah and then adds in all these scenes where staring out over fields oh god like no dialogue and adds in in a scene of fucking harry and hermione just like dancing the fields away like are you kidding me with this shit yeah and then they give him the directing job for fantastic beasts and where to find them like yeah, what's up with the so many? There's just like no dialogue for in like half of one of the Deathly Hallows movies. It's the for it's part one. Yeah, and it's just like just staring out in the 
fields and shit. Because they're, you know, looking for the Horcruxes, and it's really fucking boring. Out in the field. (laughs) Really fucking boring. Like I said, man, like... They they don't even make it clear where they're at. No, well, I mean, they're traveling all over. They're just, like, hopping from place to place, just kind of avoiding detection. They're on the run. Uh, That being said, you know... I don't even know. I don't even know what the original point of this. Whole it's the Stephen Fry was. thing. Oh yeah, the inconsistencies <laughs> between everything yeah. is like they need a universal like this is correct. You know. Well, at this point, it's a little late. It is. But if uh, we ever create a series, we do need to create a universal. You know. Yeah, this we is need correct. This is the correct way. If it's ever adapted. Follow this like a Bible, right? Uh, yeah. the, there needed to be it, in place before in this day she and age, even licensed out the film rights. Yeah, a Harry Potter Bible in this day and age too. It should be digital too, because then you can add in audio clips. This the is how you pronounce this. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> Blow me, but. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. You pronounce things wrong, too. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've ran way over time. We're probably pushing an hour and a half right now. Uh, 125. Yeah. And I got bookends on this, too. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and wrap this up. This has been the Brain Old Geekage podcast, episode 10. Man, Bowie, Rickman, rest in peace. We will never forget both of you guys. Actually, yeah, don't even have an outro for this piece. Just moment of silence. Let it go out in silence. All right. I think that's very poignant. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We hope to, you know, that you guys tune in next week, and we will see you guys around.